Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. sign that said uh it wasn't like no parking or two-hour parking or street sweeping or whatever there was like legit sign on the street that said uh no hockey (laughs) in like the middle of a city yeah yeah it was like a legit city sign that was just like hey there's no fucking hockey here (laughs) oh man I told like some. I told like people there. I was I wasn't being a jerk or anything. I was like, I found that very funny, you know, being a visitor. And there's like, no hockey, no hockey. (laughs) (laughs) I told the people there. I found that very funny. Oh my god. Hello and salutations to all. Welcome to this edition of Forecast Thinking Audio Content. I'm your host, as always, Jonders. I'm joined by my good buddy, Big Rich. Big Rich, how the heck are you? Doing fine. How are you, Jonders? Uh, fantastic. And I'm uh, joined for the first time ever on Forecast Thinking Audio Content. Um, long been alluded to on this program. I think he's been mentioned over 10,000 times. It's Matt Sharp, everybody. Matt Sharp, how the heck are you? Hello. This is not, well. uh, for all, all the Weezer heads out there, this is not uh, bass player Matt Sharp. This is bass player Matt Sharp that's not in Weezer. Is that correct, Matt? What are you, yeah. what are you drinking there? What do you got? I got a, I got a Heineken. Okay. In honor of uh, Doom. Oh, okay, yeah, and that's, uh, that's why we're here today. Um, I, my favorite rapper, I, I don't want to speak for Big Rich and Matt, but we'll, I guess I'll, that'll be my first question. Far and away, my favorite rapper, favorite MC, favorite beat maker, uh, definitely in the top three favorite artists of all time. Kind of trades with uh, Angel Olsen and John Mayer. Those are the top three that kind of rotate for me. I know it's kind of an eclectic group, right? I don't know. It doesn't matter. But yeah, I mean, those three kind of rotate uh, depending on my mood or the season or whatever. Uh, Big Rich, where, where are we ranking Doom in, uh, in the MC landscape? 
I am uh, no historian of rap, and I feel like all of us are a little on the young side because I don't, I, I can't speak for you, but I have no affinity for Jay Z whatsoever. So I feel like I am immediately disqualified from being able to do that sort of ranking. But um, there are a few rappers I enjoy listening to as much as Doom, even if he is rarely like my first one off the shelf. Pretty much every single time I throw Doom on, I'm like, why don't I do this more often? And there's just nothing, there's nothing quite like it. Matt, where, where is he in your rankings? Oh God, I don't know. I would say, I guess number one. Number one, yeah, that's how that's how you say very, on the Doom in Memoriam show. Very, very well put by Big Rich. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think someone's asked me that before, like uh, me. at the bar or something, and then mm-hmm. like I've I've said like a bunch of people, and then. And then at the very end, been like, "Oh, Doom! <laughs> holy, holy crap! Like, you know, because he's he kind of stands on his own in a way too." I, uh, let's get into that first, because um, Doom is has the most unique sound of any rapper, beatmaker, MC I've ever heard. I know he's compared a lot to like um, like Ghostface. He's worked with him a lot, and he's kind of compared to these other people. But like Mad Lib, he's worked with him and collabed with him. Obviously, a Mad Villainy, but. A, a doom beat is so unique to me and stands out on his own. Um, do you, Big Rich, do you have any thoughts on this or like what makes doom different in your eyes? I, I mean, his, his beats always sound singular, but more so for doom for me, I, I'm biased because I do love mad villainy so, so much, but his ability to just end up both inside and totally outside of any given beat be it his or someone else's is like really what stands out so he has great beat selection but man it's what he it's his verses that really really have always done it for me more so than the beats yeah did you see the tom york uh quote that's been being pushed around the last couple days after doom is uh the announcement that he's passed no no. Uh, let me look this up because Tom York uh, went on and started talking about how he didn't even like uh, the music, but he thought that what Doom was doing was poetry. Let me see if I could pull this up real quick. Um, Matt, do you have anything you uh, you want to add about uh, the style of music that uh, Doom creates? By pull this up. Um, I guess to add, um, for me, is like he's he's really like uh, what makes him great is like he's kind of like a postmodern like artist in terms of like he I'm probably not getting the history perfectly right but like you know he he has ties to like the basically the origins of hip hop I think like the he was like pretty young uh you know in the 80s when when things were really starting and so he has like that historical perspective and then like totally even flip that as well so it's like i feel like he kind of he he kind of yeah, definitely back in his uh you're talking about his like kmd age and stuff you know? like his kmd stuff how like that was like way back when kind of on the onset of rap and like how he went away for a while and like re-emerged as a super yeah. villain. dude okay let me get to this time york quote and then i want to talk more about the persona of doom because that's also uh, just another amazing uh, part of this whole thing um, so this is what uh, Tom York said when asked who his favorite rapper was. Doom. Uh, so he says, Doom. Ultimately, to me, it's not rapping at all. It's poetry, the singer said. The way he freeforms his vo- verses and puts it all together, I don't think anyone else quite does it like that. I don't necessarily like all the beats, but it's always amazing. So then he uh, talks about Governor. 
and how he thinks that was his single of 2021 because the the rhymes in it are genius. So yeah, I mean, I, Tom York, do I, Big Rich, what do you think about that when I throw that out there? So that's that's what I was gonna mention as far as like what I was alluding to when I was talking about how much I just love the way that Doom strings words together is that. There are some rappers where you look at their verse on a page and you can nod along or you can say to yourself, I could totally rap that at karaoke and get away with it, which is like 95% of rappers. And then there's some that kind of take like what Matt alluded to is like a little bit postmodern about it. And I think of rappers who, you know, consciously make a zig when you'd expect the zag or do a bunch of internal references to other rap and like make that almost part of the personality. And that almost led to like punchline rap in 2012 with, uh, you know, Drake that we were talking about before the show or like that's racist who would have just a bunch of quirky in references. And it's almost like an, if you know, you know, type thing. But Doom's verses, like, if you try to rap along, they don't make any sense coming out of your mouth. Or if you look at them on the page, they don't make any sense at all to read along to it. But when when he puts it all together, it just, it, it makes perfect sense. Like, I'm thinking of, like, the, the example that was going around that has been stuck in my head all week of, like, the second verse to rhyme, uh, Rhinestone Cowboy. It's just like, what the hell is going on here? Like, you look at it, and it doesn't make any goddamn sense. But then oh, the Eddie Murphy listen, thing? No, I, I just meant like just the text of the verse itself, and it, it just, sure. it's just like total nonsense. And then whenever you hear, um, you know, whenever you hear Doom say, "Like man, he's spitting." Yeah, Doom's rhymes. Uh, one of my, I, I saw my friend Skyler put this out on social media. A quote from Doom talking about how he sometimes approaches his verses like stand comedy, where he's trying to stack jokes and trying to stack different stuff. I think he's viewed rap from a completely different angle than uh, most of the people that we're used to hearing. Um, even I've seen Doom talk about how that's the reason why he started wearing the mask and Doomalay became Doom because he was rejecting everything. Um, Mad Villainy is a, like a crazy album that has no hooks, which is completely like fly in, in the face and a big fuck you to everything that was going on out that like during that time. Um, his attack was just so different and so refreshing than everything. And, he found success being somebody that didn't give a fuck if like you liked what he did. Like he was doing what he wanted to do. And that's what we loved about him. Does that make sense? Yes. For sure. And yeah. It, it, and I, I was going to mention something that in you kind of, I think are alluding to there, Jonders that I think you wanted to talk about as well as like the personality behind them. And like it, I, I, Doom just always seemed like like part of the internet even before it existed and like a dork like us in that of course there's all like the like obviously like the love of comic books and like digging up samples and like the beat construction and he just always seemed of his own piece in a way that um like nerds around the country and around the world could just get into it and that it seemed like it, it to everybody who knew his music it, before like I don't know like 2010 or 2011 or whatever whenever probably Matt was the one who probably introduced me to Doom. It just felt like the secret that you knew about and no one else really knew about. Um, and it felt like your own little corner of like hip hop and rap to totally geek out over. Yeah, Matt, what, how, what, how did you discover Doom? What was your first experience with Doom? Um, I don't have the most distinct memory of like exactly when, but I, I know it was like related to, um, you know, I was like big into um torrenting music and stuff like that uh and that's basically where you know i got into it 
I think it was it was basically like when Mad Villainy came out and he pretty much uh, blew up, you know. And uh, I think I think we were probably like beginning high school, and uh, yeah, just like downloading his discography, which I don't even think it might have been like between Mad Villainy and Um Food, but uh, it. It was like uh, I had some vocabulary of, of rap music, like growing up. Obviously, like we already had rap on the radio, yeah, and stuff. And uh, like my neighbor got me into like NWA and stuff, and Easy things like that. But I think at that time, like um, I basically was like exclusively listening to like Nirvana and stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so getting uh, a download of of Doom's discography, which I know for sure Mad Villainy was in there because that's that one did it for me. Uh, it was just in the mystery behind it and all that stuff was still intact with that, like just uh, you know that era of the internet. Okay, so I have two first memories with Doom. Um, the first memory was you know. I, I think we all uh, were Adult Swim heads. I religiously watched Adult Swim every day after school, you know, on the weekends when they played the new stuff. And then um, they announced Danger Doom. You know, this new CD is going to come out with samples from their cartoons, and I'm all about it. I actually had J.J. Chili Dogs, our classmate, burn me that CD because he, he bought it, and then uh, he burned it for me. And then like, yeah. I felt like I was super cool and knowledgeable because that was when Gnarls Barkley was big too. And like, I had this rap CD about cartoons that was produced by the same guy that made crazy for Gnarls Barkley, uh, Danger Mouse. So it, like, I remember being made fun of for listening to that CD so much and thinking I was cool and smart because like, I was like, no, you guys all like crazy, but this is, this is the real shit right here. And then um, I, I saw some episodes of boondocks that had tracks off mad villainy on it. And I was like, Oh, that's, that's danger doom. That's danger doom. Oh not, man. Like, I forgot about that. Yeah. Not try like not quite be able to figure out like what I was actually hearing because you know, doom has so many different names. So, I mean, I went a long time without hearing another doom record and then um, probably like 2010, 2011, I'm tweeting just, just being an idiot and tweeting like, Hey, I'm going to release a rap album next year, all about food. And I get a text from you, Matt saying like, Hey, are you talking about like, are you making a joke about food? I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then that's when the light really went off because then I I looked up food. I looked up all this stuff and I was like, this is the guy, this is danger doom. And then, yeah, I, I've been hooked ever since. Um, uh, Big Rich, do you do you have like an onset moment with uh, uh, MF Doom? In my in my head, I don't have like a a flashbulb memory, but I am like almost certain that uh, when Matt and I were working together in high school and putting on whatever music we probably shouldn't have been playing at our <laughs> the fast food joint where we worked, like I'm almost certain he put on King Ghidra one day. And we were just sweeping and mopping and listening to it. And just that I had never heard anything like it at that point. Cause I was super late to hip hop and rap. Like I really didn't start even listening to it until high school. So going from hearing like whatever was on the radio at that time, you know, like Jay-Z and Kanye or whatever to all of a sudden being thrown into whatever the hell Matt was downloading in between work shifts and throwing on his, like, I know it wasn't an iPod, or whatever. I had to create 
there, there you go. Like whatever you had loaded onto your creatives and like we would, we would go from listening to, you know, like Elliot Smith besides to tool to MF doom and like just that whole, like whatever you had dug up on the oh, internet yeah. <laughs> that day. And it, it's like a, a perfect little time, but that was almost certainly how I discovered it. Cause like you guys mentioned, this was that we, we came to it in a time where there was still mystery and like, it hadn't been, it hadn't been like talked to death and figured out already. Um, I want to talk about uh, Doom Posters for a second. Um, I I really like this idea that Doom just decided he wasn't going to do live shows. Or so Daniel Dumoulin decided he's not going to do live shows, and he sees himself as the director and creator of this character Doom, and he sends out people in his stead to do his shows. I fucking love this, and I would be pissed off if I went to a show and it wasn't Daniel Dumoulin if it wasn't Doom. But at the same time, I think it's such like a like a great thing to do also very reminiscent of marvel comics dr doom like how he has the doom bots like the doom posters are pretty much the same idea the most famous instance of this is at the adult swim festival where hannibal burris was sent out as a doom poster at that time the crowd loves it because it's hannibal burris but um do you have any like thoughts about like doom posters or doom rumors matt i think you once heard a rumor about doom living in a volcano like the shroud of yeah, mystery. I, I continue to just say that. And I can't <laughs> figure out where I heard that or why. But isn't that kind of the one of the cool things about being a Doom fan? Is where like you kind of can believe anything and anything. Yeah. And it's like it's all like maybe. Yeah. I, I mean, like I have no problem just saying to people, like, yeah, he he lives on a volcanic island. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just another thing I wanted to bring up really quick was. Uh, was the run of albums he had basically at the time, like when we started getting into him and stuff was uh, the King Ghidra album was June, 2003 vaudeville villain by Victor Vaughn was September, 2003 uh, mad villainy, March, 2004 and food November, 2004. Uh, and I would say like, those are four of my favorite albums of all time. And they were all released you know, within basically two years. It's insane. That's a crazy run. Um, Big Rich, do you have anything about, like, the persona of Doom or, like, kind of, like, the the alter ego? Also, like, we can, like, talk about... Like, I don't even want to, like, try to say I'm going to list all of them because I'll, no, I'll leave some out, but, like, Victor Vaughn, King Ghidorah, um, you know, Metal Fingers when he's a producer, you know, J.J. Doom when he's collaborating, or, like, Mad Villain when he's collaborating, or Danger Doom, like I said. Like, just kind of this persona, like, this whole universe that he's created. I mean, I'll just say that he, he wasn't the first person to do it, but he was really the first person that I knew of to do something like that, and everything else after it has kind of seemed like it was full of shit. Um, and it, the way in which he like just kind of stayed hidden from the public eye made it way more convincing and way more fun to track than like seeing how Bowie transformed himself from album to album. I, I, like, I feel like I, I remember when the album dropped in 09, there was almost like a, a question of like whether or not it was legit and like what the deal was. Cause in my head, it just kind of like it, we knew a few months ahead of time that there was going to be a doom album dropping and everyone was kind of on their on edge as far as whether or not it was going to be a real thing i think this was after like the imposters happened already so no one really knew what the hell his deal was going to be um and i just feel like there aren't many artists at the time who would who would like 
give us a, a fake like that and make us wonder whereas now like every album rollout feels like a stunt and the shit just felt natural like of like of course all the crazy shit doom did like the fact that he didn't release a solo album for forever like that we we never really got a final one it was always like the collaboration like jj doom and everything it, it, of course like it, it just seems like of course that's how, that's how this would roll i forgot okay but okay i forgot about this to put this in the notes but I, i'm glad that you said something to spark me to think about this his last single to come out before his death was announced was a about food perfectly on track or you know and b was released in a video game radio station of a video game that was like six or seven years old at that point it's like if that was anybody else i would like be scratching my head and trying to figure out like what the thought process was but with doom it's just like yeah i don't know whatever like it doesn't matter like that's a total doom move like he kind of doesn't care i don't know i really like that he just put his stuff out and let the chips fall as they were you know that's something i want to start doing more with my comedy where like i'm not worried about like marketing myself or whatever i just want to do what i want to do and just let the chips fall where they may i heard this cool thing about um his origins in general as doom uh after kmd uh that kind of i feel like we were able to experience through uh like the earlier internet in a kind of way but like speaking to his 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 origins like exactly like he he was talking about putting out records he put out like uh singles with like 10 different record labels before operation dudes they came out and just like would send them to radio stations and stuff like that without um without any like artwork it was just like the the record with the like white label with like Zem of Doom, this is this track. And like that that developed that same kind of like mystery, I guess. He was just he was hoping I think he said this, Doom said this, but like that he was hoping uh you know, people would just be like, Yo, what is that? That sounds awesome. Um I wanna find out who this is and like call call in, like find out who's who's MF Doom, like what is this? Yeah, I, it just always seemed like the art was first, and it was always not about yeah anything other than the art, which is so cool. Um, let's let's get out of here pretty quick. Uh, Matt, how do you want to remember Doom? Like, what like what is what what are you going to take away from his rap career? Uh, what you know of Doom is the person. What you know is the character Doom. What do you want to take away from all this? Um, man. I want to remember Doom. Just like, um, I just want to. I mean, I'm going to continue listening to his music forever. I mean, and it it's always like throwing on one of the other uh, angles he's coming to to it with. You know, different personas and everything. It's always still fresh when I, you know, I'll get into Victor Vaughn for a second. I'll get into uh, King Ghidra or jj doom danger doom you know it just just goes on and on like i think it speaks for itself basically and it uh the way i want to remember him is basically i don't know through that the way i want to remember doom is like and i i've been trying to appreciate this more especially during the pandemic but like 
you know, I was able to be a comedian in Chicago and that's all I really ever wanted to be. And like, I was doing it. And then like, I got, you know, once you start doing that, then you start getting like, well, I need to move on. I need to be successful. I need to compete with these other people. But I feel like Doom was just putting his best art out and not worrying about it. And that's what I want to get back to after the pandemic's over. I just want to do the best I can do as a comedian, just put it out there and then, you know, fuck it. Like, I don't care. Also, um, Doom kind of has this persona of being your favorite rapper, favorite rapper. And that's really what I want more in life is what I've realized is I want to be comedian's favorite comedian. So I, I don't know how you work towards that, but that's what my plan is going forward. Uh, Big Rich, what, what, you know, what's, you know, I'll give you the final word here. What, what do you want to take away from Doom's legacy? I just wanted to, I was going to reinforce something that you already mentioned about him being your favorite rapper's favorite rapper is that um, I'm happy to like keep on peeling back the layers, like happy we have as much music as we do from him. And I bet because he publicly released so little, I bet there are all sorts of Lucy's and one-offs just sitting on hard drives that we will get to see and, and hear over the years as people either unearth stuff that they thought was gone forever, or if they just decide to like release it as a tribute since the world deserves more of his music but um i'm just i'm gonna be happy that he it seems like he's gonna continue to be a like a a guiding light for a whole lot of like hip-hop and that it wasn't just a oh r.i.p let's keep it moving um but the fact that so many people respect his music and are going to continue to be influenced by it and like just kind of hopefully a lot of people take to heart that you can you know carve your own path and that you can do something that seems super wacky um, and totally out of left field. And then 20 years later, you are, you know, the people really finally catch up to what you're doing. So I'm hoping that he like in, influences people to keep pushing the boundaries. So we keep on getting more artists that make us as excited to discover their work as we were when we discovered Doom. And that's why I give Big Rich the last word. Um, Doomsday has always been the theme song for this podcast. It's always going to be, I don't know what the future for this podcast holds, but I will continue to illegally doom in everything I do. Um, yeah. So thanks, big rich. Thanks, Matt. Uh, we're leaving you with all caps. So bye everybody. That is probably somewhat of a travesty having me dealing me your majesty. Keep your battery charged. He you know it won't stick, yo. And it's not his fault to kick slow. Should've let your trick hold, chick hold your sick glow. Plus nobody couldn't do nothing once he let the brick go. And you know I know that's a bunch of snow. The beat is so butter. Peep the slow cutter as he uttered a calm flow. Don't talk about my mom, yo. Sometimes he rhyme quick, sometimes he rhyme slow, or vice versa. Whip up a slice of nice verse pie, hit it on the first try, villain. The worst guy, spot hot tracks like spot a pair of fat asses. Shots of the scotch from out the square shot glasses. And he won't stop till he got the masses. Show him what they know not through flows of hot molasses. Do it like the robot to headspin to boogaloo. Took a few minutes to convince the average boogaloo. It's ugly, like look at you, it's a damn shame. Just remember all caps when you spell the man name. Baby 
doll. I bet she tried to say she gave me her all. She played ball. All bets off. The villain got the dice rig. And they say he accosted the man with the slice wig. Allegedly, the investigation is still ongoing. In this pesky nation, he got the best con flowing. The pot doubles. Now they really got troubles. Madman never go like snot bubbles. Ooh. 